Good morning. Welcome to another High Head of Confessions. I know, I know, I know. We still dealing with it. So today's topic, racism. Just had to endure some of it the other day, which is kind of crazy. Going through the time that we're going in. Uh, What I've realized about a lot of racist people for any of you that are listening on my podcast, you are really misinformed. Racist people are really misinformed. And what I mean by they are misinformed, they have no clue. They have no clue about past history. They have no clue about recent history. They only see what's in front of them. That's it. They have no, they don't look at their own shadows. They're scared of their own shadows, which is which is crazy, because for you to be so racist, so big and bad, you know, I, I sit back and I'm watching a lot of this stuff and I'm listening to a lot of people and the racist rhetoric that comes out of your mouth is really redundant. It really is to listen to a person say Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Abraham Lincoln never freed any fucking body. Abraham Lincoln put out something called the Emancipation Proclamation, which gave slaves the right to buy their own freedom. No one paid for us. Nobody paved the way for black people to get to become free, because if that's the day we would be free right now, we're still not free. We don't have freedom or justice. Hell, not even equality. But due to your presumption, you assume that we do. Oh, you guys get the same type of the same type of things we get. Can you can you get a good job? Yeah, we can get good jobs. We can get good jobs. Guess what? It was a law that had to be passed for that. Can't your kids go to go to go to a good school? Yeah, they can. Thanks to the Brown. Thanks to Brown versus the Board of Education. But if you ask me, I would have rather black kids have their own schools. I'm sorry. Because when you get into the schools, half the teachers that are there don't want to teach your bullshit-ass curriculum. They don't. Half the teachers do not want to teach that bullshit-ass curriculum. You want to know why? Because the real teachers that actually did the studies, the researches, and did what they were supposed to do in school, they realized that a lot of the stuff that you guys put in these books are bullshit. It's bullshit. And you're feeding the kids a narrative that's not true. That's not true. So then they'll say, well, most black kids fall under under the wrong path. I have yet to see, besides in February, they talk about black history. Why is it that we only talk about black history in February for a month, and then we talk about U.S. history and world history for the whole year? But we only live in the United States. You think China's telling telling the Chinese kids about American history? Hell no, because they don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care about American history. American history does not help them in their culture. And as black people, I'm starting to realize U.S. American history does not help us in ours either. Most kids don't even know who Mansa Musi is. Which is crazy. Mansa Musa was worth $400 billion roughly around his time. $400 billion. 
the guy of Amazon makes less money than Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa was the one who pushed, who, who gave money to Africa so that they can have the big ships that they had back then. So for those who didn't know, Africa was never poor or still to this day is never poor. Africa is the number one resource to the world. They have everything there. Everything. But when you sit back and look at America and look at the information that was given to us, they told us back in back in the day, Christopher Columbus, you know, he came, he was the first person to find America. These were in our history books that contradicted itself as I get older and I sit here and realize it. He, 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 he came and found America. I remember they used to tell us that Christopher Columbus found America. So who the hell were these random brown skinned and red skinned people that was walking around? The way that they like to perpetuate it as if we had a leaf over our, over our uh, private areas and, and, uh, and a couple fa a couple fan leaves over, over our butts or our butts was hanging out. But that's how they that's how they looked at us. And to put them into the school books for the kids to see this, that exposes racism within the, within the top of its of its origin. It exposes it at the top. Seriously, like pay attention to it. You only hear about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, uh, Thurgood Marshall. You may hear about um, Marcus Garvey here and there, according to the school that you went to. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. These were the only people we had to look up to every four years. They never threw Malcolm X out there. Most kids found out about Malcolm X through the hatred, through the hatred form. Religious racism. Yes, racism comes in religious form too. You will judge a person based upon his religious aspect instead of what he sees or what he believes. So you got to take that into consideration. Racist people don't give a shit about what's next. They don't. They only care about what's for them. Somebody told me I could not use slavery as an excuse anymore because it was 200 years ago. 200 years ago, which is not a long time. Not a long time. My grandma, 84. 15 more years, she see 100. In 15 years, she'll see 100. That's half of what you're talking about. Yet and still, we still being shot down like wild dogs trying to get their last supper. You want to know a racist favorite line when a person gets killed? 
I'm going to give it to you. He should have complied. I don't know how many of y'all inside of your history studies, because in history they give you the Constitution, which is something that you have to pass, I believe, twice in your whole school curriculum. Uh, I think it's what, seventh grade and, and like freshman or sophomore year of high school. Eighth grade or, or sophomore year, something like that. It's some, some, something like that where you have to you have to pass the U.S. Constitution. Well, I do remember the U.S. Constitution. I can't say I remember all the uh, amendments off the top of my head. It would take me a while to remember them all. But I do remember that I passed that with like an 87. Like an 87. So I'm pretty polished when it comes down to U.S. laws. And I'm pretty sure there is no law inside of the Constitution that says... If a cop tells you to do something, you better do it. No. Honestly, there's a law that says that you have the right to defend yourself against a cop that's doing injustice. Look it up. If you think I'm BSing, look it up. Of course, a cop won't tell you that because he don't want you to know that you can beat the shit out of him and get away with it. If he's putting his hands on you over a routine taillight stop. See, they try to get you by saying, do you have anything in the car? Uh, can I search your car? And most people will say, sure, I don't have nothing to hide. Well, while he's searching your car, he can either plant something in your car or he can say that you, when he pulled you out the car, you had a gun on you and you drew. So a little heads up. If you are not in the wrong, you have insurance, you have a license, do not get out of your vehicle at all at all as a black person just don't get out and if you feel like you being mistreated you honestly I would tell you not to I would tell you honestly if you feel like you're going to be racially profiled drive to the nearest police station call into the police station and say hey I'm pulling in I got a cop following me. He's trying to pull me over, but I think I'm going to pull in because I feel safer. Like I said in my last segment, not all cops are bad. You do have good cops inside of the inside of the, the, the system. There are good cops. So there will be one or two good cops that may wear blue, but on the side say, hey, they didn't do him right. He got treated wrong. So I mean, more eyes is better. And then I mean, if you do it outside, it's a lot of people looking. So, you know, you kind of you, you kind of pull some type of leniency towards you, even though it may not happen because it really don't happen. It, it really don't matter. It could be six or seven cops there. Somebody is still shoot. You, it, it doesn't matter. But at, at the same time, I feel like that'll probably be your best preference. Call 311. If you're in Chicago, 311. Chicago, uh, I have a cop. He's following me. He's pulling me over. I really don't feel comfortable with what's going on. So I'm going to pull into the nearest police station. I'm on so-and-so and so-and-so, and I'm going to pull into this police station. Do you know a cop is following you? Um, no, I can't see his number. But what I can do is tell you my, my car and what my license plate number is. And you can call out to that cop because I'm pretty sure he knows who he is. And I'm pretty sure by that time he would have called in and said, hey, 
I got a guy and he is not trying to pull over. By that time, you can have 311 already saying, hey, he's going to pull over at the nearest police station. Because if you really look into the rules of the road, you are to pull over at your most safest convenient. Where it's the most safe for you, pedestrians and others around you. That's a rule of the road. A rule of the road. If you do not feel safe, you do not have to pull over. And all you have to do is call 311. Call into your nearest police station. I've heard other cops that I'm cool with say this. If you don't feel safe, call into the station. Give up, give the police number or whatever you got and tell them that you're trying to that you want to pull in. Because once you stop, it's already it, they already they're already into their, their routine. There is no coming back from once once you're already stopped. So as a person, you got to be smart. Think about what your next move is and your next move should always be your best move. So as for racist people, there are some that will come out of it and there's some that will never come out of it. There's some that don't want to come out of it don't want to come out of it. The person who gave me the racist rhetoric and she told me black people call each other nigger, but we can't, but, and that's okay, but when white people do it, it's an uproar. Well, let me give you a heads up. You took a word that meant kings and queens and turned it into a derogatory word. And then you guys taught us that it was the most derogatory form because you called us that when you beat the fuck out of us. So, for you to say, well, why can't we call you nigga, but y'all can call each other nigga? Well, because my nigga next to me, his ancestors got their ass whooped. And whether people say, well, you didn't feel it. I might not feel it. But there's videos, there's pictures, there's people hanging. And that was in the 1800s. Hell, we even got some in the early 19s. My grandmother seen it. So it hit close to home. That's exactly why. That's why you can't say nigga. That's exactly why you can't not say nigga. Because... Your people perpetuated the word nigga and made it into something bad. Well, for my black people, I'm going to give you an enlightenment of the word nigga. N-E-G-U-S. Niggas. See, they call us niggas because they don't want us to know our true natural form. Niggas coming from... Uh, I want to say it is Egyptian root Egyptian. I believe the root of it is Egypt is an like coming from an Arabic word or Aramaic, uh, meaning kings and queens. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm being real. I'm really not sure about my root of it. I would have to go research it again because I researched it, looked it up, and then. But for people to research that, you would have to know that you can't just go into a dictionary. Webster's Dictionary, you got to go into a thesaurus. Yes, you got to get real with it. 
Go to the real shit, the, the, the source. That's going to tell you where the roots of all shit comes from. Not the bullshit. So when you look at that and you put yourself into that situation, you will become a little bit more familiar with certain words. But it comes from the root of a of a uh, Arabic Aramaic. I, I believe I'm I'm believing it is. So don't quote me on that one quite. But it means kings and queens. We all are kings and queens. We just been taken off of our throne. For anybody who watched Game of Thrones. We got the dragons and it's time for us to go get our stuff back. And if we can't have it, nobody can. If we can't have it, nobody can. I'm sorry. I, people will say, well, you, you can't say stuff like this. I can. I have yet to see a white woman have a black child with a white man without having without either of them having black inside of their family or or her have cheated and slept with a black man i've yet to see it and i bet you the person any person will say well i've seen it if you look up one of their history they have some type of uh melanated form in them of a of a latin of a latin uh, central latin descent uh, african descent sub-saharian uh, african It'll be you, you'll find you'll find a, a, a significant chunk, and I, I bet you it's more than twenty five. And they just didn't know it because their parents was too ashamed to say, "Well, my grandfather or my grandmother was black; she was just a light skinned black woman who passed off to be white, and she stuck with it because she can get away and have a better life." So, yeah, that will happen. That will happen. So that'll be the only way. But a black woman, she can create any color. That's not bullshit. That's not no hocus pocus black shit. It's not. Look it up. I'm not BSing you. Albino children. White skin. No melanin. Correct? Most albino kids come from what? Black woman. Has anybody ever seen an albino white person? You wouldn't be able to tell. You wouldn't. You would not be able to tell an albino from a white person if two white people created an albino person. But you have to have melanin in order to create an albino person because it's a lack of melanin. Albinoism is a lack of melanin. That's all it is. That's all. Lack of melanin. We as black people have to realize and go back to the roots of us because we have been. We have been rooted and evil and lies and disparities. People have used their platforms to stand on top of us. Now it's time for us to use our platforms to get back on top. But first we have to work on us as a people because we ain't right.
I just call it like it is. A spade is a spade. You know what that means. We black. We play spades. A spade is a spade, goddammit. And if everybody got hearts on the table, it's getting cut. Spade is a spade. We as we as 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 the black people, we become cheap when it comes down to buying our buying from our own and, and, and re, re redistributing our money back into our own community. We're cheap when it comes down to having to put something down for our children. I know I am too. Not gonna lie. One of the cheapest people you will know. I don't feel like us as people need to go out and buy our kids Balenciaga and Dose and Gabbana. I don't think I don't think I don't think a kid deserves all of that. I don't. I don't care if he's bringing in straight A's. No kid deserves Balenciaga. If he wants that, he'll buy it for himself. See, the only thing you're doing is is creating a um <clears throat> a slippery slope because we already have uh issues with the way we spend our money but you creating somebody who will feel like in order for me to be successful or for me to be the person everybody loves I have to have these type of things and that's not necessarily true I used to be one of those kids feel like I had to have some Jordans to be substantial when I came into school so everybody will notice me dang he got on the new mics he got on some mics not realizing that me too busy trying to look fly took away from what I was learning and where I could have been. So we all tend to fall into the cracks of something that we love most. Like I, I realize video games is a real big, it's a real big thing, a real big thing. And it started way back then. I played Sega. And now I'm at PS4 waiting for the PS5 to come out. You know, that's crazy how we we advance. But when we put something in front of us for so long, we tend to become that. A lot of us are video game couch potatoes. Hell, some of us don't want to work. Am I happy that they open up the floodgates for those who... um? who do play video games to, to create something for them. I've always waited for something like this. But now you got it where everybody's playing and everybody's trying to get it. So it's like a one in seven million chance, seven billion chance because it's kids worldwide trying to play and trying to get to the same places that you're getting just because, you know, they can play the game real good. So, you know, we all waited for something like this. And now that it's here, it's overbearing because you got everybody trying to do it. Everybody. You know, certain things that this generation has, I didn't have in in, in my time. It was just coming up or just becoming popular. And, you know, it's funny how I used to look at my parents and be like, oh, man, y'all... Y'all just watch TV? That was that must have been boring. Y'all only had Atari with one, you know, with one button and a, and a joystick. They had to be boring. And, you know, you don't realize that eventually you will become your parents. Eventually you will become your parents. I was talking to someone and they was like, what do you think the music, the music 
who do you think will be the who do you think will be like the old heads of music? Like for me, you know, Marvin Gaye, that's old that's old music. Uh the Temptations, Shy Lights, the Four Tops. You know, when I'm I'm listening the stylistics, when I listen to those, that's that's old music. That's old music. The Isley brothers, even Mary J. Blige, you know, that that's old. KRS one. Kid Capri. You know, when you listen to stuff like that, even Will Smith, summertime, you know, summer, summer, summertime. But, you know, when you, we, we listening to that, that's old music for us. That's old music. So who would be our old people? You got the Trey Songs, the Chris Browns, the Ushers, Lil Wayne's, the Gucci Mans for our rap, for the people that like rap. We got those people, and a lot of those rappers are now starting to break from their normal rhetoric of doing lean cocaine. Because I know I listen to, I've been listening to Gucci, and Gucci has he been talking some real shit. Everybody talked their little dirt. Everybody got some dirt that they want to talk about, but Gucci really talking about upping himself and bettering and making more money and creating wealth. Got to listen to that type of stuff. Ti, Ti has made the biggest transformation for me. He went from being, this is trap music, to talking expeditiously. You gotta love that. You gotta love to see growth in black people. So in order for us to destroy racism, we have to grow as a people. It should never be a day where people sitting there looking at us and like, hey, what's their next move? What's their next move? Our next move should already be solidified because they know the way we move. Now, for my racist white people who assume that black people will, if we get power or get into some some type of higher rankings that we will do to y'all, which y'all have done to us, I doubt if it's going to happen. We as a people just want to live happy without having to worry about our kids being shot. Our kids being followed in the store, the police being called because they came in to buy something because someone insinuated that they didn't have enough money for it. That's how we're we we are going to be able to do this, but we can't do it without the help of ourselves. We got to put this into ourselves and let ourselves know, hey, this is this is what we standing on. This is what we believe. So no. To the racist white people who assume that we will do to y'all what y'all have done to us, we will not. We won't. You will go about your way. We will go about our way. We will start creating wealth within our communities. You'll do the same. And eventually one day down the line when our kids get old, when my kids get older or maybe their kids' kids, however long it needs to take, we'll be able to come and have this conversation like, hey, this is what's going on. All our old racist, wicked ways are gone. Let's talk about trying to better this and create a United States where everyone can eat and flourish. Everyone. I know it'll be crazy to not see poverty, but it'll be a great feeling. So I'm going to conclude this because I feel like I have spoke enough. And if you have listened to the end, don't think it's over with today because I... 
am bringing up another podcast later on today. It'll be later on tonight, and it's about real friendship. Real friendship. So if you have listened to this podcast, come back later on. I'm probably going to drop it around 6, 5, 6. It might be earlier. It might even be surprise pop-up. But uh, I will be dropping another one, and it'll be about friendship. So everyone stay tuned for that one. And y'all have a blessed morning, and I will talk to you guys in the afternoon.